Page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy. And for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The introit. Bow down thy mirror, Lord, hear me. O though, O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful to me, O Lord. For I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Bow down, thy near, O Lord, hear me. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful to me, O Lord. For I cry unto thee daily. We worship you, 
beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church, and because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the 15th Sunday after Trinity is from the 6th chapter of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the fifth and sixth chapters of the book of Galatians. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks of him, him for if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. 
Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap the flesh will reap for for he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, we have opportunity. Let us do good to all. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. This is the word of the Lord. According to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more than... Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his kingdom. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Amen. 
the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and, and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the Brother of Life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped the Lord, who spoke by the cross. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
text is from Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The one-year series of readings in which the basic teachings of the Christian faith are presented to God's people follow a logical progression in which one doctrine builds upon another. So on the 13th Sunday after Trinity, we learned how the outward and external religiosity was not pleasing to God. It was the good Samaritan alone who had compassion and loved his neighbor. Romans 13 verse 10 tells us, Love is the fulfillment of the law. Only the forgiven believer will love one another. Last Sunday, the fourth Sunday after Trinity, there were ten lepers. They cried out for mercy and they received physical cleansing or healing. Nevertheless, only one leper returned to give thanks. This healing is not a one-time event, but Christians are daily being cleansed by the word of God. And the epistle exhorted believers to walk by the Spirit and you shall not follow the lusts. Of the flesh. You see, when a believer comes uh, to Christ, they continue to say no to their sinful flesh and they continue to return to hear God's word so that the believer is in an ongoing relationship of perpetual healing, being healed again and again. And this results in thanksgiving and, and praise of God, like the one leper. This Sunday, Jesus teaches us. That trust in God results in a confident service towards God and it drives out worry. When a person, however, trusts in the mammon, the stuff of this world, that work of trying to acquire and hold on to mammon demands their worrisome service. So today's service presents us with a contrast The believer seeks God and his righteousness while the unbeliever runs after food, drink, and clothing. Okay, so today, we're all familiar with cause and effect. If the roof has a hole in it, the effect will be that there is water on the floor. You can treat the effect by cleaning up the water, but without dealing with the cause, you're going to continue to get water on the floor. It makes a big difference whether you think that you have a wet floor problem or a leaky roof problem. In the presentation of Christian doctrine, we also have to know the difference between cause and effect. We distinguish between faith and the fruits of faith, just as St. Paul did in Galatians 5 for last Sunday's epistle. When the Holy Spirit works through the Word and creates faith in Jesus Christ, that person is declared righteous and they are saved. But having come to be born again and become a child of God, that faith is a cause of the fruits of faith, which is the effect. 
The person is given new desires to thank and praise God, to love his neighbor. Or, in terms of today's Holy Gospel, the cause of faith is service. Service to God. The believer will be loyal and will love his Lord and Master. So, there are two concerns for the Christian preacher. Faith and the fruits of faith, which we can define as love from Sunday back, or or today we can define it in terms of service to God. A pastor's approach toward creating or strengthening each of these is different. When it comes to faith or trust, there needs to be a complete disavowal of any wavering. Faith is either all or nothing. You cannot serve two masters. Faith or trust is always complete. You can't halfway trust in God for salvation and halfway trust in your own works. You can't trust in God and also trust in mammon to take care of you. You see, if you have faith, then you are saved. But, for a preacher, the approach differs whenever it comes to the effects of faith, service, or love. Having heard that we cannot waver when it comes to trust in God, there are many think that we have to be hard-nosed when requiring service or love from the believer. In fact, everyone loves a preacher who doesn't pull any punches. Yeah. I like a preacher. He tells it like it is. We want a preacher who tells us just exactly how they ought to live. And we say that what we mean is we think other Christians need an exhortation, a chewing out by the pastor. They're just not pulling their own. They're not living rightly. He should tell people, be a good Samaritan. Don't pass your neighbor by. Get off your donkey and help him. That's what we want. In fact, We even kind of think that we need that kind of exhortation. The reason I have trouble leading the Christian life is the pastor goes easy on me. He needs to preach more law. You need to get yourself to church, and you need to start thanking and praising God and just stop your worrying. But this approach is wrong. The person who comes to faith doesn't need to be whipped into shape. The church is not a boot camp in which the pastor is the drill sergeant who requires proper conduct of his parishioners and achieves it by a tongue lashing of his hearers. No. The person who has one master and Lord, as Jesus says, will love and desire to serve that Lord and Master. Let me give you an example. A church sign said this. If you are too busy for God, then you are too busy. It's kind of edgy. It sounds bold, and in 
fact, it sounds like you're really hitting the person right where the problem is. But it actually doesn't. The problem for the person is not that they are too busy. For them, the solution would simply be that you have to take, well, you've got to reduce a few of your commitments. Now, let me try it this way. The sign ought to say, if you're too busy for God, you are serving an idol. Yeah. No one can serve two masters. They don't need to be better organized. They need to kick the idol off the throne of their heart and get a new God. Jesus didn't diagnose the problem saying, Oh, you of little service. As if service was the problem. Jesus knew that the cause of the worry and the lack of service. He knew what the answer was. Jesus said, Oh, you of little faith. That was the correct diagnosis. Fix the roof and the effect will be a dry floor. Clean up the floor and you will still have a roof problem. We need to take note of the approach that is found in, well, today's scripture and propers. St. Paul tells us that the Christian way of loving our fellow believer how, how we are to love our fellow believer, the one who is caught in a sin. All right, so what does he say? He says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. So, first of all, no conceit. As if, as the believer, I had it all together and I was better than others. There's to be no provoking others by chewing them out and getting them all worked up. There's also to be no envying of others, as if we think that, well, we're not as good as someone else and they really are leading the Christian life better. No, that's not the approach. Paul said, leave those out. Faith must be in the right God, and it must believe the right thing. Salvation is in Jesus, and it's not by works. However, the love of the Christian is always requiring a kind of healing, if you will. How does the Christian lead a life of love towards the neighbor? Well, St. Paul tells us this way. He says, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So you see, our charge is not like lead the exemplary Christian life and, and then it will be an example to others or, or, or tell them what they need to do. We, we, we could never be that good. We're directed to reach down and to help our fellow believer. According to the scriptures, the believer's estimation of himself and his own abilities is actually quite low. And this is not a false humility, but it's an accurate assessment of his situation. So, last week we prayed in the collect, and because of the frailty of man, without thee cannot but fall. Frailty of man, that's us. This week we acknowledge that the church cannot continue in safety without thy succor, that is, without God's help. We, we can't even be saved. 
Today's epistle says, For if anyone thinks them to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You see, it lets us know, how are we really? Today's colic, therefore, asks for two things. Two things we need. Let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church. Cleansing and defense. The introit pleads for uh, the confidence of faith and trust, and then it asks for help and mercy to live a life of love. You see, the Christian life, service and love, the Christian life is tough. Tough. We're beset by troubles and our own afflictions. We cry out for mercy, and we ask God to lift up my soul. Our Christian brothers, yeah, they too are struggling. They're struggling to live in the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit. And so the epistle for today tells us, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. You see, all of this good doing is a difficult struggle. And we pray that the Lord would preserve us, that we would not grow weary in doing good. You see, that must be a, a, a that must be something to worry about, <laughs> something to be concerned about, that we might grow weary because it's tough and it's never ending. Today's epistle reminds us that when we trust in God, it's going to have a direct effect upon the way we deal with our neighbor. So St. Paul says to us, walk in the Spirit, and then the person will be compassionate over a believer who is caught in his sin. There's there's always going to be Christians, and we're always wandering away, not returning to give thanks. And it is these fallen Christians, even ourselves, who are going to find that, that we went off, we started living like the Gentiles, running after all kinds of things. You too have wandered off as well. You will find that you have given yourself over to worry once again. You will find you've gotten too busy for God. Yes. As we do, don't grow weary. Do not grow weary in doing good. You see, repentance... And faith is the daily life of Christ. Don't be content with mopping up the floor. Follow our Lord's guidance. The tough job is fixing the roof. You don't need time management. You need a strong faith in God. So it leads you to love God and to serve your neighbor. So the preacher who is trying to help individuals with the fruits of faith will be gentle consistent. First and foremost, he'll direct believers back to trust in the Lord. That's what Jesus does in today's text. Jesus directs us, take a look at the birds. Look at the birds who trustingly do what they have been given to do, and the Heavenly Father takes care of them. They don't ride on tractors to plant fields. They don't build barns to store their grain. So, dear Christian, you're more valuable than the birds. Jesus didn't die for the birds. It is with you that the Heavenly Father wishes to share eternity. Do not worry. Jesus directs us 
to look at the way our Heavenly Father clothes the fields with flowers. The fields don't worry. Similarly, your God is providing you with clothing and shoes. He's providing you a house. You need not worry. Not only does your Heavenly Father know exactly what you need, He is a good Heavenly Father. And He will provide you with all that you need. You need not be like the Gentiles who think that it is all up to them. You are a child of God. And so Jesus, gently, continually, leading us not to be weary as we do good, tells us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Direct your attention to faith in Christ, and the fruits of faith will be produced. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you loved us, your most important creatures, that you created us in your image, and that your Son took on our human flesh in order to give us your kingdom and your righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Oh Lord, give the church your Holy Spirit so we do not worry but believe your holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Bless all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would be faithful to the word of God. Bless our early childhood learning center, our director Keeley and all our staff. Let us pray to the Lord. Endow our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, all our leaders, with grace that they would rule for the maintenance of goodness and the hindrance of evil. For those who have been unable to conceive children, we ask, O Lord, that you would grant them understanding of your gracious will and that if it is your will, that they might yet be given that gift of children. We ask... uh, that for the adoption of children, just as St. Paul admonished Philemon to receive Onesimus as a dear brother, that we too would be open to receive orphan children into our families, providing for their needs and sharing with them the love of Christ. Give to all who wear the uniform of our nation, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, as well as our police officers, Daniel and Alex, give them protection from physical harm as they go about their duty. Let us pray to the Lord. Be with our shut-ins, Carolyn, Patty, and Tom, as well as with Violet. 
Be with those of various needs, providing for them. For you as our Heavenly Father know what we need. Be with Kevin, Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Harold, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Anita, Christina, uh, Melanie, Hal, also Susan. Be with our students, Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alexis. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord be with you. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, We praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. 
Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.